If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is a mess come on in welcome to fly on the wallet a show where two losers who found love on the internet are coming together to share our stories of dating parenting and what happens when you record all of that for the world to see this is the reboot god is that song great yeah it's a great song i was also going to say say two losers coming together to share their losses Oh, I like that. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna make a point of changing it every single week. How that about that? A, that was a great intro. <laughs> Two yep. losers who are sharing their losses. I love it. Uh, our theme song is actually written by a dear friend of ours. She supports us with our baby. Um, she babysits for us sometimes, but she's also a, an incredible singer. Her name is Limo, and I was like, "Hey, how would you feel about writing us a theme show song?" There's a longer version of this that Ben is like. Amber, I would not let you play that whole thing at the top of the show. But I think I, we should. It's No, it's about a minute long. We uh, can barely, I think the average listening time to uh, the Sci-Fi Side podcast was like five minutes. So. Crying <laughs> <laughs> I, I, on that because we ran it for a couple of years. But anyway, that's okay. Well, I will at least drop the full song somewhere for the internet to enjoy. Before we get started, we always want to celebrate patrons aka the country club pew, pew, pew. thank you so so much to those of you who have been supporting us on patreon and we've been getting rave reviews from the documentary we dropped there we're pregnant and other lies well i haven't been getting those reviews from film festivals i submitted to 12 film festivals and, and i got my rejection first rejection number rejected. one baby i feel okay about that now you're when supposed I get... to be rejected like a bunch right like, even with writers there's if you don't have like 100 rejection letters it means you're not submitting enough correct so. now if i get 12 rejections you know, we'll we'll have a glass. I would of wine not be that. surprised if you got twelve as well, because oh. like it just accept the rejection. It's part of it. You know, this is a this is a show about loss, right? And love. Well, I I still feel like we we made something beautiful, and if one of those fucking film festivals don't accept me, I will be you know, considering myself to be nothing. Anyway, we want to get started with the show. We have four very exciting segments coming y'all's way. The first segment is called Hashtag Influenced because we kind of consider ourselves influencers, right? Influencers in we, the house, yeah. What is an influencer to you, Ben? It's someone who, wear, who wears a watch and nice clothes and has nice titties. That's an influencer. And then, or like nice pecs. Got it, got uh, it. That's like the stereotype of an influencer. And guess what? Amber and I fit both of those. Kind She's of. got the nice pecs and I got the nice <laughs> I love going to parties in LA and then they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an influencer. And you can see them look up and down and be like, really? No, you don't Are you sure? <laughs> the sheaf for my knife that I thought was the influencer. Oh, wait, knife. what? You know, like everyone has like, a, a, you know, a knife? A, pre a preconception, the knife, and then then you are the sheath at that point, and their knife didn't fit in the sheath of the, what they preconceived. You know, I'm not going to work on my metaphor. I'm going to work on my metaphors. Right. I mean, I'm, yeah, okay. Well, uh, So let's get uninfluenced because I, I had some, 
I want to break some news to you, Amber, about relating is, to an, an influencer, actually. This um, is not Hannah, in the, this is not Hannah Shea from Bling Empire. Anna Shea, man. Anna, Anna Shea. Shea. She died today. I know. I think she died yesterday. Oh, yeah. You already knew that? Yes, I knew I that. Thought, oh, man. I, I wanted I to surprise you with some traumatic information. Surprise me? That's super sad. For those Why did you, you tell me? I watched... Her you didn't watch it. You hate watched it. It's standing in front I, of the TV I love screen. hate watching. That's For those of you who have no clue what we're talking about, Anna Shea is uh, kind of like the, one of the main characters on a pretty big show called Bling Empire on Netflix. It's basically like Crazy Rich Asians, but a reality TV version. And Anna Shea was like an icon, like great one-liners. Like mm -hmm. I remember one time she was in a fight with somebody and she was like, can we get on with this? I'm incredibly bored. Like you are so incredibly boring, which is so funny to say that as somebody is like emotionally pouring their heart out to you. Like, please do not say that the next time we're in a fight. But if we are That's in a fight. That's literally how I feel every time we're in a fight. <laughs> every time we're in a fight, I'm just like. Incredibly bored. This is so boring. Like, why are we having this fight over nothing? Well, thank you for sharing that news with me that everybody already knew, Ben. Just just know, I, I have my pulse on the internet. I spend a lot of time on my phone. Speaking of things that happened on the internet. So, Ben and I just came back from Paris, which we had a completely incredible time. If you were watching us on social media in Paris, the experience was actually better than the videos. I have to say we had such a great time and we shared one video um, on TikTok and on Instagram of our child just cutting a fool on the plane. Like she, yep. we, we flew eight hours from Paris to New York and then additional five hours from New York back to LA. And so while it was just, I mean, just kicking, screaming, trying to run down the aisle, just, you know, she's getting bigger. And so on some of the comments on those videos, I saw people saying, like, don't let Chica see this. Do you, do you remember seeing some of those? Uh, I did not. I don't. I did not see those comments. But. I saw at least three or four that said that. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know what people are talking about. Like, what is this going on? And then it's so funny because I just picked on you for not having your fingers on the pulse. But you actually delivered this information. I delivered to it to you. So what happened, Ben? Break it down. So basically, Chica goes into first class and wait. Explain who Chica is. Oh, Stand Chica! Oh, I'm I'm sure a lot of people don't know. Actually, okay. If you found us on the internet, then you probably know who Chica. Right, is. but just in case they don't. In case you, know. you don't, Chica is a rapper who became famous very very quickly. Great, like started from the bottom. Now we're here, kind of story. She was like working, I think, at a sandwich shop. And went from, you know, making sandwiches to now, like, showing up at parties. <laughs> what else she, could she have been like, doing at for, that uh, sandwich make, shop? <laughs> I don't know. She could be sweeping the floors or making sure other people are making sandwiches. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, so she, she's a rapper. She uh, started in the movie. Well, it was one of the characters in the TV show um, uh, or the film. I think it was, like, Power or something. Project Power. Project Power, thank you. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, uh, up and come, but definitely struggled with mental health and decided to retire early, even though she's like 24 or 25 now. But she became really popular maybe about three, four years ago when she was, you know, still in her early 20s. Yeah, we even watched her tiny disc. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, she's, it's a vibe. I yeah, love her music. It's like spoken word, rap, very thoughtful, poetic, etc. So she goes into first class. I think she's sort of making a comeback as far as making music. I saw her at like one of the Amazon shows you did. I think it was like Meg the Salon's show. So she's sort of coming out more in public. And she goes into first class and there are like two kids there crying. And she thinks it's a good idea to go on Twitter and write a tweet, a pretty aggressive, violent tweet about the you know, presumed mother who's caring for these two kids in first class. She posts this on Twitter and... Oh, I have it here. Can I read it? Yeah, Amber's going to read it. Since we're talking, this is our hashtag influence segment, so we got to talk about the internet. Okay, for those of you who did not see this tweet that has since been deleted, it says, the lady next to me who thought it would be a good idea to buy yourself and your twin infants first class seats on a red eye flight, who just woke me up by bringing your screaming bastard to our seats to soothe her. I just bought $34 Wi-Fi at 4 a.m. to call you a stupid bitch. P.S. I hate you, and I hope you get a paper cut between each of your fingers tomorrow, you senseless wench. Where, uh, yeah. So, so here's, the, here's the thing. I've been thinking about this a lot, is that I've had thoughts about that. 
maybe towards Amber, maybe towards other people of that like level of aggression or annoyance. But that's what they are. They're just thoughts and they rise yeah. out of nowhere and you let them pass. But there's something about this generation where you're like, I've had this thought and it's not real until I post about it. Right. Yeah. We got to get back to just posting things in the group chat, like the family group chat, yeah. the cousin group chat, the friend group chat. Group me is great. Well, here's the thing about it, though, Ben, because this you want to share the other part of this story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plot twist. Those babies had more fame than Chica. Oh, I Ouch. guess those babies. uh uh, grandparents you who so i think the daughter of one of um the mothers was actually uh tiny and ti's daughter so the grandbaby so chica was talking about ti and tiny's grandbaby yes zanique is their mother you know here's the thing about it and be fucking for real do you think that T- chica's tweets would have landed had it never been revealed whose kids they were um, I think people would have laughed. Yeah. I mean, some people would have been like, wow, calling kids like bastards and stupid bitches or call, calling a mom a stupid bitch is crazy. But like, we've all been annoyed. I, I actually, I know, call me crazy. And I'm not saying what Chica said is correct. I, I agree with Ben. We've all had a bad day and we should have just texted our friend that. I, no, I would, we, sh- we should not text at all. We shouldn't post in the group chat. We should just you some can of post those thoughts. In the group chat. No, because someone can read over your shoulder and look at it and read it as well. I, yeah, but I do think do that people are more trail. forgiving of a leaked group chat than they are of a public tweet. I disagree. I mean, it, hardcore. It, if you're just name calling, not if you're like laundering money. and No, I'm, I'm saying people. like you know, like those private conversations in LA where the people, uh, the four politicians were being racist. Uh, that's what I said. Like not when it's something like racism, but I, I definitely think if her tweets were leaked because somebody took it over her shoulder and violated her privacy, that would be the discussion. Uh, I I disagree. I think, I think the, the flash or whatever, the flashbang, the grenade would still go off. Because this wasn't racism or one of the, you know, it wasn't like a huge social It was social still Ill. like mean. Like there, these are the kind of thoughts you just don't let anybody know. It was mean, but I have definite, like, I'm not going to sit here and act like the internet and Twitter and whatever has not been a great space for people to just like rant and vent and whatever, you know? So I like, think when, it's the worst place to rant. No, <laughs> no, we we do a good job of like let's keep it about our family and yeah. comedy and whatever. But a lot of people get on the internet and complain about like ex bitch, a senseless bitch at their job, and we rarely hear from the senseless bitch. Yeah, but I think you we rarely hear from it. But I think even just posting about your right. coworkers, I think it's a terrible idea. And I and I'm I think, not saying it's a good idea. I'm saying I think. I genuinely think if it was never revealed whose babies these were, this would not be a headline. Well, it, it sort of it sort of depends, right? Okay. It, it depends. I, I, I think like it could have been or it could not have been. I think it makes it a headline because of whose baby it is. Right. I think, That's what I'm like. Isn't yeah. That what I said. Yeah. Well, I think either it could have. It was a toin cost toin toin a coin toss. Got it. If we didn't know whose kid it was, but I think we definitely were going to know because of whose kid it was. So it still could have gone in terrible for Chica if we didn't know whose kid it was. I mean, it is a pretty like aggressive. Terrible oh, it's very tweet. aggressive, especially um, like, I don't know. The word winch just has such racial. Yeah, it's, it's a racially charged word. Like, yeah, because that's literally what black women were called, like on auction blocks. So yeah, the word winch is, is just kind of like, like I. I I would almost rather someone call me a stupid bitch than a senseless witch. It's to like be fair, all, the, that is a you... bar, by the way. Oh. <laughs> if you if you read right there, but because when you first read it to me, Ben Ben told me the story and just told me Chica's part. So Ben read it to me. I laughed. I was like, "Damn, that was yeah. harsh as fuck." But like, whatever, comedy. And then you told me whose kids it was. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, this is bad." And, and she was a hundred percent not being comedic. I think like there's a way you can make fun of like stupid parents for bringing their you know kids yeah. into first class. Blah blah blah. Like there's a way you could have made this funny, but no, Chica was like actually angry and upset about this. Yeah, and, and also there was a, a a TikTok that went viral a couple of weeks ago of this like angry man at a baby on the flight. Yeah. And so I think I, you know, Ty, Ty goes the to the, yes, Ty goes to the mom. Like when things like this happen, I know that 
there is obviously like tons of mom shaming and unsolicited advice and things like that on the internet. But I think more people, because a lot of people are parents, you know, are always going to side with the mother be like, she's trying, you don't know so-and-so's situation. Yeah. I I, I have no idea. I I feel like I have read lots of comments on those kinds of videos where people are like, why would you take your baby flying? Like, don't fly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They got to, I mean, what people commented that on ours. They're like, I would hate to be sitting by you. I was like, but you're not like, we, not. like I, I don't you're like ba- babies. Paris. You're not flying even even before Paris. I had a baby. Like babies exist on every fucking yeah. flight. Like, it, it doesn't bother me. Like but just hit the headphones. Like I feel that. like what this is an ongoing conversation though yeah. of, of within like the social media world where like do you bring a baby on a flight? And so we occasionally see these videos pop up where like someone's yelling at a kid because the kid's crying or like. And also Zani, poor baby. She she's been she she looks even more sort of uh, not that there's like an angel and devil but she looks way more angelic because she keeps being like she keeps coming forward being like you know I'm a mother of two I'm currently pregnant I'm doing the best that I can I I really thought that booking a red eye flight would mean they would be asleep during that time I'm doing my best as a mother of twins so obviously like the internet's like oh yeah Chica, you know Chica, which you, I mean I lost I'm, this I'm, round and. God, but but Ben, at what point, you know, because this has happened to us and not not to this magnitude, obviously, because Chica's like a Grammy nominated artist. But at what point do you just like, like I keep seeing people just doubling down? Oh, yeah. When. Yeah, because I think someone like Chica got some backlash and then and then responded again being like, no, I was right. Like, I don't care. Because then what happened mm-hmm. like it when when Chica, a dark skinned a dark skinned, like fat black rapper does something like this. The internet's like, does nobody even knows you fat bit? Like, yeah, the, like, it, and then the, that's when you get in enters, defense mode. enter yes. the fat shaming, yes. the fat phobia, yes. all of that, which is all um, just as bad as so, calling a mom a name or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think here's, here's the thing. There needs to be some sort of rule, some sort of cultural acceptance or, cultural expectation where you post something really stupid and you got like 48 hours to delete it. And then the we purge. Pretend, yeah. Yeah. Well, then we can pretend it never exists. I've heard, I've heard this, um, this idea floated around before because people lose jobs over like a tweet that sure they post. Do. Like even, even, um, there was like this young woman, this white woman, she gets her license and she's like, I can drive and then insert N word there. And because of that, she ended up like losing her scholarship she was going to be a cheerleader right there was a, this another the young woman palestinian she posted something anti-semitic um and her dad's business went under right yeah. so like people you're are like, like okay, where, where can these, we reach yeah. these people do these stupid things because they're kids and kids are dumb and white yeah. kids from the suburbs do dumb shit and kids, and people are like these kids. are these are consequences. I'm like, is it a consequence for using an inappropriate word uh, that you lose your entire schol- scholarship? Is it a consequence that you say an anti-Semitic thing and your dad's business go? Does that match the crime? So Chica does mm-hmm. this dumb shit, and yeah. now Chica's she's not getting super young though. She's like, mm, I don't know. Keep going. You should I, look I, at I how, know what you mean, though, Ben. I know like, what you mean. So Chica d- says this ridiculous thing, and the consequences, the punishment we as a society, I think it's appropriate to, uh, you know, dish out to her, I think are absolutely absurd. Uh, Like she doesn't deserve. Yeah. What she said was incredibly stupid. She's 26 for the record. She's 26. So that's still pretty young. And she got famous like five years ago when she was 21. So she's still learning this stuff. Here's my thing. I think there's a larger problem here. One, we dish out uh, punishments for social media mishaps in a way that does not fit the actual crime right but it's, it's like it's its own justice system yeah <laughs> in a way stupid. that you like know, it's, it's super harmful it's um it's anarchical and anarchical anarchical it's anarchy it's anarchy the justice system no yeah. and it and and some people do dumb stuff and get away with it and other people do dumb stuff and get away with it, it just depends how viral the situation goes yeah so like there are people who kids who post Snapchats saying the N-word and they don't lose their scholarships. So it's not evenly meted out. I know, but I think in Chica's case specifically, I hear what you're saying with kids, but I do think in Chica's case specifically, if she kind of lets it die the rest of the week and then, you know, drops another album in a couple months, 
like she can bounce back from this. Yeah. I'm depends. I don't know. There are some people who do the time hasn't passed enough. And then some people who don't, there are literally people who've done these kinds of things and they don't bounce back. Right. Yeah. They're, yeah. But I canceled. think like so what cancel, she, but canceling she does have, um, to your point, canceling does have a length, right? It and well, it happen. depends. It, it depends on what the crime was too. Like Chica called somebody the B word, like in the grand scheme of things, called a mom of twins who's doing her best the B word, which is fucked up. But like, she didn't, you know. Well, the doubling down gets even worse. There's even yeah, the more. Down- there's like more. You can go in a rabbit hole, and you know, you as a listener can meet out your own judgment but here's here that's the first problem is that we don't like we don't give people punishment appropriate i think her the fat shaming as a response to this is entirely inappropriate the second uh issue is that i think younger people like chica who is um you know early uh gen z will have a thought and they will post their entire thoughts online. Like there's not this understanding that some thoughts should not be shared with anyone, right? It's a floating, it's a fleeting thought. Like you have a thought of like walking by and kicking a puppy or punching someone in the face, right? These are some sort of random aggressive thoughts for whatever reason they float in our mind and you let them go, right? Not saying I ever want to punch someone randomly on the street or kick a puppy. I love puppies. But the point is, is that some thoughts should not be known to anybody but yourself, except I'm discovering more and more that younger people think that their thoughts um, are not real or don't have meaning unless they're validated within a social media setting. I don't think that's that's unique to younger people. I don't think that's unique to younger people. Yeah, but I think... It's probably, yeah, it's probably just more of the anv- the advent of social media. But I it do know social media. Gen Z posts way more than older people. So I, now it's only going to get worse. I think it just depends on the platform because the old school has taken over Facebook. I No, but Gen I, Z, but I'm saying Gen Z are higher users in general than like the older Of course, of they, course. They grew up with the technology. They're able to access it. And that this technology is not a journal, right? There was a comment to right. this. It's like, Chica, don't you have a journal somewhere? A diary, like, right. diary, write this in a but diary. But it all That's blurs. Okay. It does blur sometimes. I'm, I mean, we're, we're, as you know, this segment is called hashtag influence because we're chronic oversharers. And, you know, there have been, I'm sure, times in the past where I'm like, we shouldn't have posted this or this is oh, yeah. too much or whatever. So it's like, or I'll edit a video like I'm not posting that. No. Yeah, I t- yeah, and and but you get so caught up in it because it's like you're you're feeding the beast a lot a lot. And I think you know I was telling Ben, um, I we we do our absolute best not to read negative comments, but sometimes like when you're posting, when you're about to post something, you just see an influx of just like negativity, negative like unnecessary unnecessary negativity as well. Like I'll do like a get ready with me and people will be like, I hate that fucking jacket. She looks huge. You're kind of just like, this is an indoor thought friend. Like, yeah. what is it? What? And Why? I told Ben my new thing now is when I see a negative comment, I literally try my absolute best to give a stranger a compliment in person I for every it. negative comment I see. Remember that one night I was in France just commenting, like complimenting every person I yeah, saw on the street. Like, a well, come annoying. on, Scar. Yeah. Let's get it, Elbows. Oh, what, what did you order tonight? Escargot? Delicious. <laughs> like, like I got to make myself feel better, compliment other people. I feel like it balances out it the universe a little bit because like, People would never say the things that they say about me to my face in real life. Because you just don't do that. You don't go up to a stranger and say, I hate everything about your look, right down to the fucking jacket, you whore. But on the (laughs) internet, people do that. Well, I, and if you are somebody. They're definitely bolder, right? Yes. That fence, that shield that protects people, that, you know, anonymity. Right. That part. Anyway, that is our hashtag but, influence but I, section. Let us know what you. Th- I'm sorry. Yeah, I just want to say, I I like that we're ending on a positive note. Oh. So I'm going to suggest to everybody. <laughs> Were we ending or? Did yeah, I'm going to suggest when you get a negative comment, for even you know in person or on you know your Facebook post or whatever, just go and compliment three other people. In right? per- listen, and complimenting people in person is so magical. It, and it's not fake. I, I mean, if I like somebody's shoes, I'm going to tell them. So I, I think we forget how good that feels when a stranger just says like, girl, you are, 
I literally saw one woman just walking the streets of Paris, and I was like, girl, you are a goddess. That's it. Yep. That's all it needed it to just, be. It just feels good. If, so if I see you on the street. How do you say that in French? If I see you on the street and I give you a compliment, know that that's because people <laughs> destroyed me that day or, or been or whatever. But um, anyway, that wraps our hashtag influenced segment. Uh, you out there, let us know what you think on the Chica debate. Should she be given grace? She's 26. She's a rapper. She's a child of the internet. And we've all been woken up by a screaming baby that wasn't ours. Or are you like, nah, fuck that. Find a diary. Let us know what you think. Our next segment is called Imperfect Parent. Ben, why don't you explain what this segment is about? So we're just going to talk about our parenting woes. Yes. And, you know, woes. That's it. We're not going to talk about the positive side of parenting. It's right. just going to be all negative. It, um, so, yeah, Wildstart is really into headbanging now. And I'm not talking about, like, headbanging music. She is banging her head, and uh, it's a little scary. Yeah, like on she, glass, like a glass or, door, or on or a remote. She'll on the or, bed frame, or she'll like lean down and just like, bam, bam, just on the floor. She'll uh, headbutt you. Yeah, a book. For so those that, of you who might be new to us and to this show, obviously, um, we have a one-year-old daughter named Wild. Yeah. Yeah. They, they might be new, you know. Yeah, we, you we, could we, be new. I am manifesting getting new listeners, so I, I want to contextualize everything. Yes, we have a one-year-old, and she is headbanging. Um, and we've been doing a little bit of research on the, and she's been hitting. Uh, oh yeah, That's smacking. New. So I've been taking her hand and like rubbing it against my face and being like gentle, gentle, and then she actually will mimic and do gentle, gentle. But uh, yeah, yeah. You, we were looking, why is she doing this? So, and what were some of the reasons of why she does this? Okay, I looked up this Healthline article. And again, we're new parents. So that's what this segment's all about. So we'd love to hear from y'all out there as well. Okay, so one thing from Headline says, toddlers may hit others due to their lack of impulse control. So they definitely, why do they do this? They're testing the limits. They haven't developed self-control. They don't understand that it's bad. They don't know how to process their feelings, um, which is really difficult for me because obviously... Before we decide to have a baby, <laughs> we were like, we really decided that we're going to gentle parent and we're not going to hit our kid. And I know, you know, all of the black elders out there are like, <gasps> but um, Ben sat me down and we read uh, Bell Hooks All About Love, which sort of taught me that love cannot be taught with violence. So I, I told him before we had a kid, I would vow not to, um, you know, physically hit them in that way so it's really hard for me not to just like hit her back and be like see it hurts right um okay so what are we what are we actually doing Wait, that's hard for you you have to restrain it, well because le not like that it's just saying like it's sometimes like, okay for uh, example like if this but this is what no not like that ben what i'm trying to say like is for example one time my brother bit my mom when he was a kid and so my mom just like you know playfully bit him back and he didn't like that so he's like oh i'm, I'm understanding now why this is this is oh this good. hurts i should stop it so it, i I'm, I'm not i mean i'm imperfect so I, I definitely will admit that as wild has been hitting me i want to one time be like that that hurts right like not oh yeah slapper, but just yeah, like just... um but what are we doing so i can try to be consistent uh as far as the hitting oh so a couple of things if she's banging her head it could be a, a a plug for attention. So like give them attention is one way. Uh, it could also be a stimulant, a way of like stimulate them. So then pick them up, start doing something with them. Um, so those are like two things that I've been doing and they've been working pretty well. When I see her hitting, I'm like, okay, let's do something together. Let's yeah. read a book. Let's actually, you know, be active together. And so give her attention, give her stimulation that doesn't involve, you know, punching or hitting. But she hit me first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. This, so or this article says, uh, what should you do when your toddler hits? Restrain them physically, which can kind of feel a little Put violent. Put them in, but a, like, in you, a so bear you, hug. My mom just said, just hold her hand. Just hold her. Just hold um, her. It says, remove your child from the situation, which is what you just talked about. Uh, it's like, oh, she's doing this in this room. Maybe move her to another room. This one says, discuss alternatives. Yeah, this. I think you found like one for like three, four-year-olds. I know that Let one won't work. 
When a friend, okay, it says, when a friend of theirs grabs a toy they wanted, what are other possible reactions they could have instead of hitting? Make sure you're modeling behaviors like speaking up, walking away, or telling an adult about problems. It's a little bit older. Okay, redirect, provide emotional support. See, well, we, maybe, maybe wild also, because, you know, you and I like to play around in the house a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we'll accidentally, you know, we'll playfully push each other or I'll slap your butt or something. Do you think she's just honestly getting this from us? Probably. Sounds about right. I mean, you don't slap me in the face. No, I, I don't. Unless I want it. <laughs> no, I don't slap you. Not no, I don't, I don't think, I think it's a self-simulation thing. Also, she's not vocal. So at, for non-vocal children for hitting, it's mostly just like stimulation and a need for attention. So you do those things. How long is this shit going to last is what I want the article to get to. <laughs> I did read a percentage of kids who do this pretty consistently. It's like 20%, which is pretty high for, yeah. for a single kind of behavior. The head banging or the slapping? The head banging. It's that 20% yeah. is pretty high. It's so interesting that this is new. Or you know what else is new since we're talking about parenting stuff? She's getting a little picky on the eating. Like, oh, yeah. She's that? like, I don't want this or that. Yeah, yeah. This morning I made bananas, blueberries and raspberries and she only ate the bananas. I was like, not this BS. Well, I, I also hear sometimes you just have to keep on reintroducing it. And by the way, you threw a blueberry at me as a joke and then she picked it up and ate it off the floor. So just because <laughs> well, she, she said no once, food. does it? She, yeah, she likes she likes flo- her and Gucci both like she likes using the floor as a dipping sauce. I've, I've discovered if wild doesn't like to eat something she, just drop it on the she, floor she'll she eat. likes to eat on the run too she'll like be eating and running at the same time which is a choking hazard that i've read so we, we need to like sit set her down sit her down and be like okay we're going to eat together as a family we got to get it together if you out there has a toddler or had a toddler at one point and uh they had a head banging phase Please reach out to us and yeah. let us know how long that tell lasted. Us, tell us your story and yes. how you dealt with it. Well, you it. were a headbanger. Yeah. No, your mom told me that. It was like a, but that was more five, six years old where that was I more was 16, anger. 17. <laughs> it was an anger issue. So it was rooted in anger and frustration and like the inability to cope with the situation. So some sort of violent um, action was needed to deal with that like stress. What was the stress. situation? Um, you, you know, not with. getting my way. Uh, I remember a big one. I think Small Soldiers had just come out. I remember that. And I couldn't, like, watch it at my friend's house. And I just, like, th- like smacked my head in the car on the way home and just was screaming and shouting, like, going, like, ah! like full exorcism, screaming. <laughs> oh, my Over God. Over Small Soldiers? Shut up. It was a great fucking movie. <laughs> Was it? Let me go yeah. see what he got on Rotten. I, I don't care on Rotten. Rot, don't r- rottenize my childhood. That's what it calls when you love a a film growing up and you thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And you go on. Ooh, uh, 48%. 48% is pretty good. You had a, you a, had a full movie? exorcism over a movie that got 48%. Mm. Well, did you get to see it eventually? Yeah. Yeah. I think I had already seen it. I just wanted to watch it again. You did all this for a, a rewatch? Yeah, it was a cool movie. I loved it. I was movie. just a big crybaby. I wasn't going to do no headbanging. I was oh, just yeah. going to sob I until I got my Definitely way. put some holes in the wall. Anyway, don't put holes in the wall. Let us know what we should do about our headbanging toddler. And that takes us to our next segment, I do's and don'ts. Ew. Okay, this is really fun, Ben. Explain it. Yeah, people- what, are, what are we doing? So we've talked about being lovers on the internet or just being on the internet. We've talked about parenting. Now we're going to give a little bit of marriage advice. So this is something that we, we, okay. It's just we, funny. Yeah, like, yes, I'm yes. giving you a marriage advice. Like, I don't know if this is going to even last. Right. Uh, so we've been together. We've been together for eight years. We've been married for those eight years. And we just celebrated our fourth wedding anniversary in Paris. Hell yeah. We got to go on dates like if not every night, almost every other night. And it was yeah. amazing. Really um, good food. So much great wine. Yeah. Ben and I work together. We, you know, create together and we, we still sleep, enjoy hanging out together. Sleep together. We sleep together. I still enjoy hanging out with you. Yes, I do. So yeah. I think You're a good time. I think that we're qualified to answer marriage questions. Yeah. So can I read our first one? Yep. 
Here we go. Dear Amber and Ben, we've been dating 10 months. I'm going to keep this person anonymous, by the way. We've been dating 10 months and it'll be around a year when we actually move in together. We're, move, we're moving into a new house together. So it'll be a shared home from the start. I love my boyfriend. I believe he is the one. But the kicker, I haven't lived with another person in over 12 years. And I'm nervous. I'm going to get on his nerves. LOL, but so serious. I have a demanding job. And over the last several years, I could come home and do whatever, eat whatever, and leave the house in whatever state I wanted. Because it was just me, myself, and I. I'm excited to live with him, but... I know it will be a lot of work for us. I'd appreciate any advice. Signed, anonymous. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call them Arthur for this. Arthur. Yeah. Okay. So Arthur, you're not gonna be able to eat anytime you want anymore. You can't just leave the house anytime you want anymore. You're gonna have to communicate what you're doing, right? Like you can't just be random anymore. And if you think you can do that, then you're not gonna last. Like. Goddamn, goddamn. Yeah, because that's that's a roommate. If you want a roommate, then get a roommate. But if you want someone that you plan a life with, you got to communicate all that shit with. It's so that annoying. would be the biggest piece of advice you would say to communicate. Yeah, yeah, just everything because I still don't do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go on. A, like, no, I'm I'm going on a run. I got to tell Amber I'm going on a run. Not only do I got to tell her, I got to tell her probably how long I'm going to be. Is it a long run or is it a short run? Am I driving somewhere to run out a trail or am I running around the neighborhood? So like all those or am I running to a running club, meeting up with people and then getting drinks afterwards? Like those all those things fall under the umbrella of running. And if I don't provide additional details on that. It's going to be confusing for Amber if she's expecting me to cook for her, if she's expecting me to help with the kid. So you've got to communicate everything. That's the number one thing, even like basic shit like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. You don't say that. Go to the grocery store. Yeah, you're getting you know, food for everybody. You come back. This person might was like, you know what? I really could have used Mucinex or Advil. And you didn't know that because you didn't tell them. So you got to com- right. communicate look at all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, even Or even just- you did look at the list, but they didn't realize it. Right. Well, even just yesterday, we were uh, not arguing, but getting clarification because I'll ask Ben like, hey, did you take out the dog? And to that, he'll say yes. Now, let me be honest. My definition of did you take out the dog is did you take the dog? Did he pee or poop? Once y'all came back, did you feed the dog water? And then did in the food that the dog ate, did you sprinkle some CBD in that so that the dog, the dog could be calm? So yeah. different definitions of for, did you just take the dog out for a very basic ask. Right. So I Ben told me, he's like, I need you to change your language to, did you care for the dog? Because care for the dog encompasses all of the things. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking that dog out, letting him pee. And then I'm running back in and getting back to like whatever I was doing. And I'll come home and the dog's like leash is still on. And I'm like, okay, I meant also put the leash away. Da 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 da. Okay. I'm going to say a couple things to you, Arthur. Arthur out there, one, thank you for writing in. Two, I think you are doing an incredible job by finding a space to move into together and then moving in. I want to say that because that was one of our biggest hurdles when we first moved in together. When we did it the wrong way, Ben moved in with me. Oh, yeah. They say we're moving into a new house. New together. house. One person's not moving into the other person's yes. spot. Yeah. If, I, like if I can. And if you're listening out there, I think one of the biggest mistakes in a relationship is if someone moves in with you. OK, because if when someone moves in with you, you already know where all of your little things are. What spaces are and you, yours? Yeah, what you, state well, the in. whole space is yours. The so whole now, space you, is now you got to make space for this other person. I'm saying, but you know, but like, you might have to give up shit that yeah, you don't you want to give up. Right. You know, books go here, underwear goes there. And when somebody else moves in, they either have to put their stuff on top of yours or they have to find new spaces. And it just gets really. And they like, have to readjust to the space that you already established instead right. of you discussing it and being comfortable together with that space. So our first. I guess like one to first year living together was pretty much a nightmare because you like, I don't remember it being that bad. Oh, also you did like zero house chores. Like that's something I really, really wish that we talked about before you moved in. I, I don't remember. I would highly I advise y'all, Arthur, Arthur, listen to me, friend. Yeah, it was a bad year, apparently. It what you know, you remember you used to be like, I used to dread coming home. Yeah, I would sit in the would, car and read for a little bit. 
Right. I'm I'm saying this. It was horrible because like we did not talk. We, we did that whole love is blind in the pods conversation where we're just like, how many kids do you want? Where do you see yourself in yeah. five years? When in reality, the conversation should be like, are you a dish person? Are you a cooking person? Are you a laundry girl or are you a bathroom cleaner? Like I say establish all like 80% to all of those tasks before you get into the house, especially now because obviously for, for a good reason, gender roles are being, you know, stretched and debunked and like, fuck you to gender roles and stuff. Right. So you'll have these moments where you're like, okay, well you're a dude. So I just assumed you were going to take out the trash, but you can't, Really yeah, you, you need, like you need people role. Like you there you roles need, need roles. to exist and they can't be assumed based on like whatever identity that you have. Right, because that was a big issue with the dog for a long time because Gucci, I came into the relationship with my dog, but then I'd be like, Well, why would you not walk the dog at night? Like you're a man, like I could mm. be attacked out there. Like, isn't it obvious that you should be walking him at night? And Ben's kind of like, That but that's your dog. Like your dog knows you. So That right? sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, no, at the beginning, right. I'm talking about in the beginning. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, in the beginning, for sure. So I definitely say like, like, good job, like check, you know, gold star on finding a shared home together. But please, 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 as much as you can uh, find a communication system that works for y'all. Maybe it's Google Calendar, uh, maybe it's safety words, whatever, so that you now know you have to communicate almost every action with somebody, even if it's like, yo, I'm going to go downstairs and watch a show. You can watch it with me or you got to say like, hey, Ben, I'm going to watch a show tonight. I want to watch it completely by myself uninterrupted. Like I've definitely come home and said to you, like, I need one hour of silence. Yeah. It shows TV is a huge thing. Like, are you, you going to watch every single TV show together or just a few together? And also the space, because both of you might want to watch the same different things at the same time. If you only have one TV, then you have to negotiate that. So yeah. also I'd recommend not sharing a closet. Yeah. Don't share a closet. I, I know it kind of looks like the three of us share a closet but i also have like a closet for my working out stuff i have a closet for my dress up clothes now and it's just so much better because sometimes you're like you know no it, i want to roll in my closet, own build a little bit yeah if, uh, man that's tricky though because it's definitely an access thing like if you of course have two closets then but even make a go ahead and like make person's. your make your uh your two closets separate and sort of cleanse your house like crazy yeah so that you have two separate spaces but even if one person doesn't mind folded clothes then like get a dresser put everything inside the dresser if you have one closet and the other person gets the closet like try to keep your personal shit like as separate as possible but ben even when we lived in a one bedroom together we still found a way like if you bought like a clothing rack. Yeah. Like my stuff oh, yeah. can live on the rack. Oh man. I remember you had that drawer. clothing. Yeah. Rack Cause I need sitting my in the stuff. sunroom. Man, like that was when I'm clutter. looking for, Oof. yeah, but when I'm looking for my favorite purple top and I got to like look through your marble underwear, I'm, I'm infuriated. I am I'm not like, hanging up my Marvel underwear next year. I'm talking like, that's why I got the clothing yeah, rack yeah. because all of that stuff was lumped together. God, anyway, I forgot I guess, you did have a, Amber bought like a, just I a needed, clothing rack that you would have from like a, like a shopping store. A lot of people have those in their home, Ben. Why are you I acting know, like that's such a, just... a otherworldly thing? So here are the big three. Establish chores prior to moving in. Uh, establish an effective system of communication. And, oh, what was the third? I just had it. Something about chores and... Res right. No, I said the chores. I said the communication. I guess find spaces that are all yours. Yeah, separate, separate. Living together is being separated together. Oh, and bonus, decide if y'all want the TV in the bedroom or not. That was a big... Out of the bedroom. Never never have the TV in, in your bedroom. But some people like a TV in the bedroom. I like a TV in the bedroom, but I decided... It Don't to, do I it. compromised with you, and now it's out of our bedroom. Don't do it. Anyway, we have another letter. Are you ready for letter number two? Yeah. Letter number two. I hope that helps, Arthur. Let me know how that goes. And let me know when y'all move in together. Letter number two says, Dear Amber and Ben, we've been together off and on for three years for several things, but it always boils down to spirituality. Uh. He says that it is his calling to become a pastor and it requires certain things for me to accept once he gets to that point, once we're married. I'm South African and in my family, we practice traditional ceremonies and we recognize our ancestors, people who lived before us, like our great grandparents and other family members, while still believing in God. That's 
their culture. Uh, he is the opposite. He doesn't believe in ancestors at all. And he expects me to abandon this belief once we get married. Apart from that, I'm going out more. I consume alcohol. I love it. Ha <laughs> ha. So I go out from time to time after a long work week and he states that clubbing is not for people in relationships and I don't believe that at all. Not that I'm comparing, but I see many couples, even such as you has been, married with goals and enjoying life. So this person was essentially, I, I, I truncated this email a little bit. This, pair, this person is essentially saying like, I love this man, mm -hmm. but some of our core values and like core belief systems are coming to a head. So should they like call it off should they just like try to work it out what do you think what say you uh, i mean i it, this feels super i know you love this person but this just feels very easy for me uh, it sounds like this person is very controlling and closed-minded well and, be clear about which person uh so we'll say the the we'll call this person pastor uh, riv the pastor is closed-minded and it sounds a little controlling and I, I just don't see that working out. Yeah. Well, I think that this person really, if you've been someone who's been following us for a while, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or, or if you're new, you might know that Ben is an atheist. Now he was raised really religious and has now ran. I'm a Christian. Direction. I'm a Christian atheist. Okay. Explain to people what that means. It means that's confusing as fuck. It means that I still identify as a Christian sort of culturally and I still find value in the Bible and church, but I don't believe in like God in the afterlife. So there we go. Yeah. Cause some atheists are like super against religion. I'm like, no, okay, we can have it, but hopefully. And I'm kind of the opposite. Much. Like the church gets on my nerves, Yeah, but I still believe in God. Yeah. So, so I think this person is seeing a little bit of like, I see a dynamic between you two where one person believes in God and, and likes church and one person, you know, one person doesn't believe in God and likes church and one person doesn't like church, but believes in God and y'all make it work. So I, but I, see well, I don't, I don't actually go to church. I find value in it. Yeah, yeah. But the big thing for me comes down to like someone requiring you to abandon. Right. Uh, That's your, wild. your beliefs. Uh, yeah. And, and then the other thing as far as like clubbing and stuff, anything's like that's not for single people is just uh, for the, me, that sounds like controlling. Yeah. Um, I agree. Gucci didn't like that as well. Well, you know what else? And this, so this is interesting because, you know, obviously this is a heterosexual relationship and the, the male is becoming a pastor. The, the hard issue is that like, when your male partner is becoming a pastor, it's not just like, oh, my husband's becoming a teacher. Oh, my husband's becoming a doctor or a lawyer. There is like certain duties and responsibilities that come with being the first lady yeah. of the church, the, the pastor's, pastor's wife. wife. Maybe you're maybe you're running like auxiliary programs in the church. Maybe every other Sunday you're going up there to speak. Maybe you're you you know you're managing things. You have to keep up appearances and like. I'll be honest, like I've never been to a church where the first lady was out drinking and, and having fun. She yeah. should be. I, I would probably go to that church. Uh, but I think this person is also seeing like if if there's a world where he could just become a pastor and I didn't have to be in the first lady role, maybe I would entertain it. But this expectation that you should abandon your beliefs and the ancestors and things like that is insanity to me. Yeah, but it's also that's American Christianity. I'm assuming this is an American uh, well, Christian. She's she's South, she's she's South, South African. African, which is in South Africa and other religions, you can be Christian and still have like more an an, an indigenous belief. <laughs> but um, in sort of uh, American Christianity, there's a tradition of like co colonialization through evangelical evangelizing through Christianity. So I think that's a huge, like my mom was, my dad was a pastor and my mom was a pastor's wife. And it sounds like in this situation, the pastor is going to be uh, more in a traditional kind of church. And there's going to be the understanding that the wife is responsible for the children. And so how you raise your children is going to be sort of viewed very closely by the rest of the members in the church. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very, think... very difficult. Like you're going to be, you're going to be 
a pasture you're, as well. In a way, you're going to be up way, there yeah. with your hu- husband at points, maybe, you know, giving announcements or just, you know, sharing. It's going to be really, really difficult if you decide to go through with this. Yeah. Like, well, not know, difficult. You'll have to sacrifice a bunch of your of your own self and your own history. I think it's hard because... Obviously, in a marriage, there is a part of you that does have to grow, that does have to evolve. Like, nobody can enter into any long-term relationship without changing some parts of who they are. But completely abandoning belief systems and one person completely changing for the other person is when it's like, okay, this isn't fair. Whereas, obviously, we were different people when we met each other, and, and I've learned tons from you. I hope you've learned some things from me. But... This just feels like he's yeah. going to get to be exactly who he wants to be. And and it's funny because it's like that your letter started with, he says it's his calling to become a pastor. It's like, okay, is he even currently in the process of like finishing, what is it, seminary or whatever? Like, are you not, you're not even a pastor yet and you're already asking me to make some changes and you ain't even made the big change, which is to become the pastor. And a lot of, you know, I've been watching a lot of religious cult movies lately and things like that. A lot of, it's, okay, help me say this. I think a pastor is more legitimized to lead a church once they have a wife. De- depending a, on the situation. Depending on the Like Episcopalians, absolutely not. Like depending on the church. It's a huge, yeah. like evangelical Christianity for sure. But there's kind of this, it's uh, kind of like a president. churches, sure, yeah. Like what presidents haven't been married yeah. with a family, you know? Catholics, they have... no. If you're a Catholic, you become a priest, right? Right. That's just, you, you still right. have pastoral duties. Good. So it just, yeah, catch it, me on that. Yeah, it depends. But I think in this situation, 100%. Like it sounds like. Yeah, this person is searching for someone to help him fulfill his yeah. full circle. So he's. It feels like for this person, like any person in this role will do for him. Like his his goal is to become a pastor and he wants a more like submissive wife that's ready to be the I, first I don't, lady. No, I think he's looking for a very particular person. Particular. Is, he's not looking for anybody. He's looking for a very particular person and someone right. who's South African who still practices, you know, reverence for ancestors and someone mm-hmm. who likes to go out and drink is not someone he's looking for. But y'all, it sounds like y'all have history and you probably have really great things that you share together, but maybe that just needs to be in the past. Leave them, break up with them. That's going to be the... <laughs> yeah. Get out, whatever you need to or, do. Or, or convince yourself that what he says is true and stop worshiping the ancestors and or not revering the ancestors and stop drinking. Like, that's your other option. No, I don't think that's an option. Mm-hmm. Have you had alcohol? I'm talking tonight, to you. Tonight, no, but I, I, pro- <laughs> I deserve some after dealing with, uh, uh, you know, this situation that we uh, had today where I need to talk about uh, the next, next segment is shelfie. Yeah. Get into so it. Man. I love mean? books. So we're going to be talking about the media and books that we're consuming. And I love books and Amber sort of hounded me today because I'm a book lover How and some, and sometimes I don't uh, have self-control with my book. Is this loving. camera watching me? Is this camera looking uh, at me right sometimes now? I'm a little bit, you know, too thirsty on my book loving. Ben, break it down. For those of you who I checked out a me. bunch of books and I didn't return Over the them. course of how many months? I don't know, a year. And I didn't return We them. we haven't even been here a year. We moved to LA in October. Uh, and to, and and it's June. So almost a year. So I check out these books and they're overdue, but they were overdue too many times, so they charged me for them and then they sent a, you know, a, a bill to um, they sent me a bill from collections saying you need to return these books or you're going to. This gonna is going to affect your you. credit score. That's insane. Library fees affecting your credit score. That's crazy. And how much how much was our grand total been? I think it was like two sixty or something. I don't know. It was over two hundred dollars. But I returned all the books except for one. And where's so the one? Off. It's in the car. I'm going to return it tomorrow. Don't worry. And I got a bunch of new books. But you still have to pay the fees once you return them. No. Are you no, sure? Yes, I'm 100%. Then why would they send us the collections? Because they want their books back. Who takes care of that money, though? The library. The library uses that, that, those funds to replace the books that I still have with me. You don't... 
You don't think you sound a little bit absurd? I sound absurd. Okay. So, but let's get into Shelfie. Because. I don't want to hear about what you're reading or watching because it's charging me money. And no, it's not. affecting it my credit it score. It charge you money. Okay. This segment is really here to exist because the reality is, is that Ben and I do too much shit together. It's too much. Too much. We parent together. We content create together. Content create. Now we're doing a podcast together. Pod so this is the one segment where we're basically saying like, what's on your shelfie? What are you doing separately from me in your life? Uh, what are you reading and what are you watching separately from me? Do you want to go first? Yeah. So I, I'm playing this game called Red Dead Redemption, and it is so powerful. It's such a powerful game. I'm I'm sort of emotionally shattered right now because I got to a part of the game where there's a radical shift to the game, and I'm just been wandering around because I don't want to continue the game anymore. And it is so intense. And like it basically, it's that you're playing at the turn of the century. It's been like you know maybe. 20 years since the Civil War, and it's all very accurate. So you like go hunting and you're playing with it as a gang and you have to make decisions that are either going to make you evil or good. And uh, you have to deal with living with people. And the story's already set, but you're playing this character, um, Arthur Morgan. He's just a very down-to-earth kind of guy. Oh, that's why so our, our character earlier was named Arthur. Yeah, it's it's been all in my head. I, I say you were like, oh, more... let's name the user Arthur. I was like, we don't have to name them. They just know Arthur. It, it's a very realistic game. At one point, like you catch tuberculosis. At another point, oh. you see like a clan meeting. They don't have go... vaccines in the game. No, I'm, no, I, there no, there are vaccines. The military at one point stops vaccines from getting to a reservation of Native Americans, oh. and then you have to go get the vaccines. I mean, it's a very like you gritty, stumbled upon a clan meeting. Yeah, Was yeah. I no, I mean, I threw a stick of dynamite and then shot them all up. Oh, at one point you're in a you city. Better. You motherfucking better. Yeah, at one point you're in a city. And you can make decisions in the city to, like, shoe people, but then the cops come after you, and then you have to pay a fine to get back in. Anyway, and so I come up to this guy. This guy this? this guy is, like, giving a sermon because you oftentimes run into, you know, preachers talking about preachers, and they'll give sermons about, like, the nice here, you know, repent, blah, blah, blah. But occasionally someone will be trying to sell you snake oil or, or whatever. So this one guy is saying, you mm. know, we must stop integration. We must stop, you know, people. God made the species different. He doesn't plant, want a rabbit to have sex with a snake. And the same thing we should have. And so he says, like, uh, you know, basically racist ideology. And he's, he, he's basically employing free speech. But I went up and shot him in the head because I, I didn't like what he said. Thank, I'm, it was I'm very glad, racist. Yeah, I'm, thank you for your activism, Ben. Yeah, in the game. <laughs> in the game. Uh, anyway, what so... Are you, what are you doing, Amber? I know, right? So I am currently... I'm so excited because today you, you'll be listening to this on June 7th, uh, which is great. So if you're listening to this on June 7th, that means that new episodes of The Ultimatum Queer Love have dropped on Netflix. It's so good. One, first of all, you know, 53 minutes into the show, happy Pride Month. Um... Second of all, so this show is basically like everything we love about, you know, the franchises of like Love, love is, is blind, blind, Too Hot to Handle, The Ultimatum. But it's the first time, to my knowledge, that there's been a queer version. So it's mostly like lesbians and non-binary people. And it's just so good. Like, I mean, it, it's all of the stereotypes of lesbians in a lot of ways. It's just like. Uh, falling hard very fast and things like that. And we love it. We And there's some very attractive women Which is on so this funny show. that's a stereotype because love is blind is oh, all it's all of that. Extreme but for people reason, fall in love way, very fast. Very, fast. very quick. So Yeah, but it's really... So so tomorrow is going to be like what decisions are made. So the, so the big thing, for those of you watching, the big decision that needs to be made right now is... Uh, so Yoli and Mal were a couple, right? Yoli and Mal. And and now Yoli is potentially in love with this other person named Xander. (sighs) And so we're going to find out tomorrow if Yoli chooses, you know, her lover of three years, Mal, or her new trial (laughs) uh, partner, Xander. I keep, I'm stumbling because I'm pretty sure Xander Xander is non-binary. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, what is the, the ultimatum? Okay, so let's say Ben oh, and let I... Let me go open a bottle of wine. <laughs> so let's say Ben and I are dating, right? And Ben won't commit to me. He won't act right. And I, and I want to be married and he doesn't. So we're going to go to this show called The Ultimatum where I'm saying like, all right, for three weeks, we're going to date somebody else. And no, so the, do, I'm going to do you like they do with the show. Say, I'm giving you. I'm giving you an ultimatum, Ben. <laughs> for three weeks, you can date somebody else and have a trial partner. Or, and then we can get back together for three weeks. And then you got to decide if you want to. You have three decisions. You uh, have three decisions. We either leave this show engaged and you met my ultimatum. You can either go be with the person you did a trial with or you damn. can leave alone. Yeah. That is three. That those are, those would be the three options. <laughs> Have I watched more show, more episodes than I'm willing to admit? Yes. Yes, it's yeah. so good. It's so fun. Okay, and okay. And you came also, into bed one. She came into bed one night. I was like, I think it was like one a.m. She watched like six or seven. I hours. had okay. So there's one. There's one. <laughs> we we're cringe, still jet lagged. That's how you spent yes, your jet lag. There's one cringe queen, uh, Vanessa. She's just fucking insufferable. So she's Xander's partner. Okay. So Vanessa is essentially like doesn't even really want to be married. Is emotionally manipulative to Xander, and now is acting like she's gung ho for Xander because she knows that Xander might be with Yoli. And then there's Aussie. Okay. Aussie is just like a 42-year-old baby. Every time a conversation gets hard between Aussie and Aussie's partner, Aussie just leaves the room. They're they're a hundred percent avoidant. I don't understand it. I wouldn't say cause cause you're not avoidant. No. But you have a little you have a touch of the Aussie of like, I don't want to talk about this right this moment. Yeah, right place. Amber's like, I'm talking about this right now. I'm we like, talking about we're, it right now, we're bitch. Fall, we're, you, parach- you the- we're paragliding, Amber. I don't want to talk about this right now. No, we're, no. We're parachuting Lo- right lower now. Lower us. Lower <laughs> us. We need to talk about this shit right now. Turn the boat around. We talking about We're it right now. We're about to go deep sea diving. You well, want to pull the talk about the up. dishes now? I do. I do. And you're kind of like, please, if I if I could if I could avoid this until the Put last possible second, it. I'm going to not. I'm gonna. Ben likes to sometimes wait till I forget about something, which I never do. Is mm-hmm. that true or false? I don't know. It depends. I don't know. No, I'm not thinking that. Not consciously, at least. Anyway. Uh, okay. So I'm watching um, Ultimatum Queer Love. Let's all watch that together tonight because it comes out tonight. Last thing, I'm also reading this book called In Love by Amy Bloom. It's a book about um, your right to die, essentially. this The husband in the story has a terminal illness, which is Alzheimer's. And so there is this place in Switzerland called Dignitas, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Dignitas, you can basically, obviously you have to go to like several sessions with them, but Dignitas, which is a real place that exists, is a place where you can say like, I no longer want to live here are the reasons why I'm going to die. I'm, I'm, I am dying. Um, and I don't want my family to have to suffer through this illness. So I'm, I'm consenting to drink this potion that will kill me. Um, so it's like legal suicide essentially. And so, uh, Amy Bloom is the wife of the husband who has agreed to do this. So he, you know, not to spoil, but you'll know, like the whole book is about his final days and their decision to do this. Is that spoiling? No. Okay. I I didn't want to be like, and he does it, but, but that's, but the book is about just like, it's about leading up to that. Yes. And so, I mean, you know me, you, you call this my my trauma. Yes. But this is, it's super, it's so thought provoking about, you know, like a, a woman watching the person that she once loved just slowly become less of themselves, deteriorate, deteriorate and mentally. Yes. And she's like, you know, she's, she's finding his library books that he didn't return and hmm. all of these things. And I'm so not deteriorating, Amber. I'm totally fine. Could be. You could be. I guess anyway, we're all deteriorating in one way or another. In one way or another. Anyway, I think that's our show, right? That's ben? our show, y'all. Thank you for listening to our, what is our, basically our first episode of Fly on the Wallen. To quickly recap, let us know how you feel about Chica. Let us know how you feel about toddler headbanging. And, uh... You know, if you're moving in with a lover, hopefully that advice was helpful. So, and then if you want to hear some advice from us, be sure oh, yes, to please. DM Amber. Yes. Send her an Instagram. Right. 
message. She does read them all. Is it good for her <laughs> mental <laughs> health? Do not, no. no. No, but, but if she you... does read Instagram messages like for real. She she just 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I couldn't sleep. I wonder why. Maybe people are being really kind to the messages. Yeah, no, their messages are great. But she if... she does really try to read all of them to be you know respectful and kind. But if you do have uh, relationship advice, dating advice, marriage advice, or that you would like Request. ple- requests, rather, please just say like, dear Amber and Ben, set the scene and then um, we would do our best to answer that on the show. Because I know a lot of you are saying like, no, we want to know about y'all. Like, which in-law is the most racist? I'm like, no, we, I mean, I, I wouldn't marry you if there was like a violently is racist it, in-law yeah is it judy or gary <laughs> <laughs> no it's neither. those are my parents i so. love your parents we're answering questions to help y'all y'all know everything about our lives but anyway thank you so much for tuning in to fly on the wallen and we will see y'all next week for the show uh, bye fly fly come and be a fly on the wall Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.